Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. Tonight, we're going to check out a couple things. We're going to check out some some free agency questions that need to be answered. We're going to check out some draft questions that need to be answered as well, but won't be answered in this podcast, but we will take a look at them anyway. Um, and we will also talk about the uh, probably the most interesting position group battle questions that need to be answered as well in this podcast so without further ado let's jump right on into it free agency there is a very long list of free agents for the falcons because it's coming up off season and so um, the falcons are going to need to make decisions on what to do because obviously uh maybe not obviously obviously um the Falcons are over the cap. They are $31 million over the cap, and uh, they don't have any money to spend. So uh, there will be some cap casualties. I can think of a couple. I think Ricardo Allen will be gone. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, Stephen Means will be gone. Um, so I'm just going to read you a couple of these free agents. And um, the unrestricted free agents, Todd Gurley, DeMonte KZ, Alex Mack, and Keanu Neal. And Matt Schaub, which I think he retired. Um, and Darquez Denard are the, the main ones that... I mean, it goes all the way down to Brady, Brady Ray Wilson, Laquan Treadwell, uh, you know, Sharon Neesman. Those are all, like, you know, depth guys. But, you know, the main ones that uh, have name value is Tiger Early, DeMonte Casey, Alex Mack, Keanu Neal, and Darquez Denard. So... Obviously, Todd, maybe not obviously. I'm going to stop saying obviously tonight. Todd Gurley, to me, is a no-go. I think um, Todd probably made a pretty good argument through the red zone production that you have to at least listen to the offer if you can get him on a veteran minimum that he could add some QB depth in the running back group. But um, I'm, I'm good. Save your money for another, um, I don't know, a mid-level save your money for another acquisition. Um, so you need a draft to run it back probably too. Pick one up for free agency because if you're not going to let Quadri Olison play, which is like he was like the third or fourth running back in the in the uh, the depth chart there. And uh, Brian Hill is on this list. So he is down here. Brian Hill is um, – he, let's hear, listen to his stats. He rushed for 465 yards for the season, one touchdown, and caught 25 passes for 199 yards. And, um, not very, you know, it's, he, he made the most of his opportunity, but not moving the needle whatsoever. So, um, I don't know. Just, the, the main ones, so Ty Gurley is a no for me. Alex Mack, I think, could possibly retire. That's a no as well. But here's the question, man. Your safety room. This is what I was getting at, too. This position group 
it's the most interesting. I think it, it, it causes for some attention in the draft, but also to, to, to pay some people because, look, you got Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal's a free agent. DeMonte, Key, DeMonte KZ is a free agent. He's your safety as well. And then also, too, if you go down to exclusive rights free agents, you would see – oh, wait, never mind. That's Young Uh, uh You know, Ricardo Allen – you could save some money if you cut him. He's he's a fan favorite, and I really love uh, Ricardo Allen. But um, we're we got to find some money somewhere, and I think I think Ricardo Allen probably will not be back for the Atlanta Falcons. So um, I would okay. So you have to make a decision for Demonte Casey and Keanu Neal. And my answer is yes to both of them. Um, I think Demonte Casey's was coming off of um, he he played at San Diego State, but I think he's this is the last year of his rookie deal, and I think maybe even Keanu Neal's the same way. But Keanu Neal's going to command starter money. I think you can get Demonte KZ at a little bit of a discount, but you know who knows? Uh, the Falcons need to be really wise with how they spend their money. Um, so Alex Mack, you can let walk. Ty Gurley, you could let walk. Um, a lot of these guys on this list, you could just let walk. But if Keanu Neal is the one, I would, especially if Dean Pease is coming, coming to town to to ramp up this defense, I would really like to see what Keanu Neal could bring to this defense again. I really like Deon, uh, Keanu. Um, Kiki brought a lot of uh, a lot of presence on in between the numbers because uh, last year. The year before that, in 2019, he um, he got obviously got hurt, and there was it was basically a show me year last year of whether or not you know he was going to play anymore in Atlanta or move on or get another contract, and I think he earned it. I think he came on strong, especially the second half of the season, and he actually felt like a presence. And I mean, you were calling his name, you know, in the midst of some losing streaks, but still playing hard and bringing the thunder so i i really like keanu and i like his game i think he could um really add to it in dark west denard if the money's right i would i would bring him back now he only started six games last year so he, he um he um he got hurt which stinks uh recorded 36 tackles and one interception i i, I would i would take a flyer on him to see what kind of money this is all depend. I'm not going to get into the actual money of how much they should they would command, but Keon don't just be prepared that Keanu Neal's could be close to seventeen million dollars. So, um, they're going to need to find some some money. But the, the, like I, and the guy I said earlier in the exclusive rights free agents is Young Way Koo. Young Way Koo is the the only non negotiable in this. In, in this free agency class that I see. Young Leku made the Pro Bowl. He's young. Um, and he made 37 out of 39 field goals attempts and 33 out of 36 extra point attempts. So he was good. He was money. Um, he fits the team. You got to bring him back. For, I mean, it's what, three years for, I don't know. 12 million 
Is that too much? I don't know. I, I don't know the numbers. But you give him a three-year extension. Don't go any more than that because kickers change and they come and they go unless you're Morton Anderson or um, Matt Bryant. But even he fizzled out. But still, you got you got to uh, – you got to um, you got you got to extend Young Lee Koo there. In my opinion, you got to bring back Keanu Neal, Demonte KZ, Maybe you can you can um, replace him in the draft with a, a second or third round third third round pick maybe because he was a fifth round pick too. I mean he's played really well. He's definitely outplayed his contract. I mean and he deserves to go somewhere and get get paid. So um, that's don't think the Falcons are in a position to pay him. What if? He's looking for the big money. So, um, Keanu Neal, I hope they bring back. Oh, that's kind of another note that I've thought about this, that Terry Fontenot um, went on with Adam Schefter. And he was just talking about, um, he went on a, with a poc- on a podcast, I think sometime this week, and um, just talking about the influence of um, his mentor down in um, New Orleans and Man, I gotta think about it. New Orleans is always in just in a real tough spot with the cap because True Breeze takes up so much money, and they only have so many, you know, so much resources obviously to go around. But so what I'm saying is Terry Fontenot has been in the room when they were having to make hard decisions on roster and how to stretch money and how to restructure everything around. So he's not, he's not a stranger to that. So that's exciting for this Terry, for Terry Fontenot as the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm excited about this new regime. The more I watch film and the more I, you know, kind of see tendencies and stuff. I think Dean Pease is really going to, I think he's, going to really be worth his salt i'm excited about that a lot of experience um with a with a 3-4 uh, defense so it's changing philosophies there and um yeah if if you think about the coaching if you just think about like pure coaching that the atlanta falcons i mean since probably <laughs> probably since uh, 2016, you know, the Falcons have been out coached more times than not on Sunday. Like you don't have a mastermind sitting back there at the control panel that you're like willing to say, you know what, he'll figure out a way to beat this game plan. They've been playing the Falcons a certain way since half t- up until halftime, and they're going to go into halftime and draw some plays up on the whiteboard and and change tactics. We haven't had that. We haven't had a weapon on the sideline. And I'm hoping that this um, Arthur Smith, who has taken the Tennessee, the, I mean, let's just say the mediocre, the the mediocre pedestrian offense, and, and in two years has turned them into a top, top five unit in points scored. And obviously Derrick Henry helps a lot with that, but you got a scheme for him. I mean, you could, I mean, you could be Barry Sanders, but if no one's blocking and no one's scheming it up for you, it doesn't matter. You're going to be running for your life. So, I mean, I'm excited about that aspect to um, now he's a, he'll be a first-time head coach. And so we've seen lumps with first-time head coaches with Dan Quinn in, in game decisions. And uh, Arthur Smith has come out, you know, obviously and said, I am definitely going to call plays. Well, if he's 
confident in it. Hopefully he could do it, but um, I think it's going to be a lot for him to take on. But I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely excited about this squad. So um, we talked a little bit about free agency, some tough decisions they're going to make, whether or not I'm going to pay people, whether we're going to we're going to see some some cuts. I know we'll see some cuts. I think you'll, they'll cut James Carpenter, the the swing tack or left guard, to uh, save money. I think there's a chance they cut Dante Fowler to save money. Um, heck, they might trade him to get his co- contract off the books. That would be sweet. But um, there's going to be some cap casualties. I think they can get up to like 43 million in cap casualties to save for for next year, to save for the draft class, and also you know have at, at least a, one semblance of. Um, a free agency so that being so like with that there are some options out there of of some free agents if you get to the number 43 million you could go um you could go an old there's a guard left guard at um for the patriots i cannot remember his name but i mean there are some offensive linemen um that's thomas dimitrov was notorious for doing this. If he didn't take an offensive lineman that you thought he should in the first round or high in the in 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 the draft, that he would try to patch it together through free agency. And you know, with offensive linemen, with any NFL players, they're free agents for a reason. Either they wanted too much money for you know their team, or their play has declined. And, um, those aren't the only categories, but they're only two categories that come to mind right now. Um, so, but building or patching up an offensive line through free agency is a scary opposition, uh, scary proposition because not only in free agency is it sometimes, uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's a crapshoot, but you actually have to, to, um, get the other offensive linemen or free agent to want to come play for Atlanta. And if Atlanta's strapped for cash, I don't know if he's, you know, what would, what appeal to him. So there's always that there's a lot of dynamics going on there. There's, there's a lot of moving parts. Just know that the Falcons are more than likely going to cut a lot of people to try to turn this roster over to build a champion. So, and I'm, I'm down, let's do it. Let's build a champion. And so let's win now and build a champion. So, um, with all that being said, let's turn our focus a little bit to the, um, the NFL draft. It's coming up in April, April 29th, I believe. <clears throat> so we still got a lot, a while to talk about it, but, um, that fourth overall pick, man, is super intriguing, no matter how you slice it. Because you could go through the, the mindset of, well, we won't be picking this high again. Let's go ahead and use this opportunity to take a take a quarterback and let him sit. But there again, you've essentially, I don't say wasted a draft pick, but you've wasted a draft pick that you could use next year. I mean, you could possibly move next year. You could trade back, like all the way back. You could trade like to six to the Patriots at like 16 or 15 and you could 
pack stack up some picks, but I mean, is that helping? I mean, potentially that is helping. Uh, you won't get a top tier first round. I mean, I guess you'd be the fifteenth, the first round. So you could take, you could talk yourself to Todd. You know, could talk himself into um, picking Najee Harris at fifteen, which is a reach in the first round for a running back. I'm well aware, but I mean, if that's if that's your guy and that's your spot, then by all means. But I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that could go either way. But um, I'm still under the impression that you got to trade back. Maybe not trade back out of the top ten, but trade back to like <clears throat> the 49ers at like nine or somewhere around there. Maybe even the Lions. Um, so that's still top ten, just late top ten with another probably assumedly – a first round pick and, a, and a, maybe even another second round pick. So you could, I mean, you could go, let's, okay, let's do that. Let's, the dream situation for the Atlanta Falcons offseason. This is, I'm going to lay out the, the ideal situation, how the Falcons get an A-plus rating, be back into contention with the playoffs, of going into the playoffs, um, and being able to, you know, establish being a contender again. So this is how the this would ha- how a, a perfect off season would look. Up fr- starting from this point, we're not going to cover you know who they should have hired as a general manager, uh, Joe Brady or or a head coach or whatever. So, but up like starting now, um, how how it's, how the perfect off season would look like. It would look like this. The Falcons will make a bunch of cuts and save themselves somewhere in the neighborhood of $45 million. And then they will sign, with that cash, they will sign Keanu Neal to roughly a $15 million deal. And then they'll sign Young Way Koo as well uh, for like a three-year deal, whatever. So there's two there. And then they will find a an awesome offensive guard, a veteran offensive guard that will plug in and play day one. A legit offense. There's a Ravens. There is a guard for the Ravens that is available, and there's a guard for the pack, the, the guard for the Patriots that is available, and there's a guard for um, the Saints that are available. So. Uh, and Terry Fontenot has the Saints connection. I don't, you know, I don't know if that means anything. But so that's step one: make a bunch of cuts and find a guard in the offseason or free agency, resign Kiki and resign Koo. So that's all your money. And then, or okay, so Kiki and Koo still go. If you can't find a guard, go find you a veteran edge rusher. There's one from Cincinnati that's available, and there's another one somewhere. I can't remember where he's from, but um, I could bring those names to the next podcast. So one of those two options would complete free agency. I get they don't have a lot of money. They need to save for the draft. I get all that stuff. So cool. So the next step would be the draft. This is where it gets hazy, but this is, would be 
the perfect offseason to to build for the future. They trade back um they trade back just inside of the top ten and they'll they take um you know what scratch that I'm sorry I had it wrote down but scratch that if they move back they take um they take a flyer on Trey Lance and that way you have another second round pick okay that's where I was going so you have another second round pick you could use that for a corner so there's these are the position it doesn't matter who the names are we could just we could throw out the names so they need to fill an edge rusher a safety a corner and probably another linebacker those are the four positions that I would like go after and then after that just all defense defensive line linebackers you know just fill out your defense with talent um and probably you know if you're picking up extra picks you want to probably bolster the offensive guard position but i feel like late round guards are like a wash i don't know but um so but let's let's backtrack a little bit too so that's the trade back option but this is building for the future this is the the offseason that will build for the win now and for the future so we're going to build so what we're going to do is we're going to keep number four we're going to take either Pene Sewell from uh, Oregon at left tackle or we're going to pick um the best um at four or take one of the you know one of the quarterbacks and um I just go from there. We got to fill. We got to fill all this roster out. So I'm really indecisive right there. Um, I think I just trust Terry Fontenot, but I mean, it depends on the day of the week. But um, I think shoring up that left tackle, shoring up a, that that um, that offensive line, that that would be huge for me because you want to take a running back. Oh yeah, that was another one. Like running back, that was part of the corner. Running back, edge, and probably a safety. So those are the four like needs. So if you take Penny, so if you take that left tackle or take the guard if, at if you move back or whatever, but a guard at the top ten is horrible. But you take that tackle, supposed to be the best left tackle. Okay, who knows? He could be the next Quentin Nelson. Um, and so. Yeah, that's I think that's how the, the my my perfect offseason would go would be resign Keanu, resign Koo, either find a defensive end or even um, a guard right there, and then you go to go to spin number four on spin number four on the quarterback that you want, and then go running back edge corner linebacker not in that order but fill those out fill out your team and you've already picked up an offensive lineman in the in the uh, in the um free agency you've got that left hole left guard plugged in you got the quarterback of the future and we can still trace not trace sermon but um Najee won't be there at in the second round possibly even third round if you want to wait the guy from 
the two running backs from North Carolina are good. Uh, UNC are good. Uh, Chuba Hubbard's good. Trey Sermon's good. There's Travis Etienne. He's going to go high. They're good. You could get some value at the third round. I'm not. This running back class is really good. We could get somebody in the third round. So I'm more solid now. Let me. That's my answer. Take your quarterback, whichever one you want, Zach Wilson or or Justin Fields. The prop one will probably be there, and if not, trade back a little bit and go Trey Lance. Um, if that puts you that way, you could spend edge, running back, safety, corner, linebacker. So you could go, you could fill this roster out and still contend. And then when Matt Ryan does hang the cleats up. You got a guy that can step in and, and, and do the thing. So um, that's my perfect offseason. I know it was really long-winded. It was kind of disjointed, but all in one, in a nutshell, is you got to resign Kiki, you got to resign Koo, you, and you got to find a guard that you need. You need an offensive lineman right there. And then after that, you draft your quarterback like everybody wants to, and then you go running back, edge, and corner. There's plenty of talent in this draft. Let's do it. So. Um, that's that's my assessment right there for for the perfect off season. Obviously, I'm, I've convinced myself standing here tossing around the idea, but um, I'm pretty solid on that idea. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Whatever they do, I think Terry Fontenot is a good one. And uh, the more I read about him, the more I like him. Just uh, just he gets it. He he's a real character guy. It's uh it's a really cool interview. I go check it out. Adam Schefter's interview with um, Terry Fontenot. It was it was a fun one. Um, yeah, and Arthur Smith uh, he seems like a real guy. He seems like a good leader. I th- seems like he has. Uh, I don't know. The press conference is a little different too, but you know, he seems like he has humility and um, able to listen. So we'll see how all that goes. Uh, there's, there's going to be the, the quarterback carousel is going to continue around the league. Uh, Carson Wentz is probably going to get traded sometime soon. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, just, uh, Deshaun Watson, I doubt gets traded now. The Texans cut JJ Watt, um, and no, he does not need to come to Atlanta, nor will he probably be tempted to come to Atlanta and he, we do not need his services. Um, he will be too much money. For what we can afford, and um, no, that's you know we could go find some better value there. Um, what else has happened around the league? I don't know. That's about it. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff that's happened around the league, but uh, pertaining to the Falcons, yeah, the safety, uh, Keanu Neal, Demonte Casey, and Ricardo Allen. All have the potential to not be on this team next year. So we could have an entire new safety room. You could have a rookie. I mean, you could probably pick up some a rookie from um, free agency. But in my opinion, I would just rather have Kiki back. And Demonte Kizzi, you probably could replace him. He's, I don't know, he's a hard-hitting ball hawk. But um, I think you could find that Jalen Hawkins is playing good, whatever. So, like... You know he's replaceable. Keanu Neal, I think, is 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 not irreplaceable, but he would be tough to replace and with with the price tag. So that's it for me tonight, guys. I appreciate you listening to me. Um, uh, yeah, 
let's go Falcons. Rise up. I'm excited for the uh, draft coming up. I'm excited for the offseason. There's a lot of ins and outs that are going on, and I'll be I'll be tuning in, and I'll be bringing, it, bringing the goods to you. If you like what you heard, go ahead and like us on Facebook and, uh, and uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.